Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Period pieces are an indictment on modern life. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, yeah, so like I've been thinking about this a lot because now even shows that you're just like, there's just no reason this couldn't be set in 2022 are like, what, this is set in 1997. You know, just because like Stone Temple Pilots were on the radio <laughs> and nobody had a cell phone. You know, and that's the thing is that I think that when we, what we have arrived at is a point in the late American experiment mm. where consumerism has completely destroyed anything interesting about society and we can't conceive of anything like dr dramatic Whoa. basically happening outside of our doors right now. So we have to constantly be saying like, oh, it's set in the 1940s, but it has so much to say about life today. And I think that we're really straining against the fact that there is no like contemporary document with a few exceptions like industry or Atlanta that are set in this modern age. But even Atlanta was set like a couple of years ago this past season that like really feels like it was made by people in the world today about the world today. And do you want some television show to help you understand the world better? Or are you just saying that like we are hitting a ceiling of creativity? I think it's more just that I think it's just telling about what people probably spend most of their time doing all day, which is essentially. You're saying people are boring now and there aren't aren't doing as much interesting stuff that would inspire I'm not all people. Not like all people, but the, you, yeah. I'll use me terms. Right. I'm boring. Now. No, but I get <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. And I think I spend too much time, if not 80% of my waking life, being a consumer. Sure. And that for the most part, I have, because of conv the convenience of modern life, started to eliminate my interactions with the outside world in a meaningful way. I think that this church just turned into an indictment of capitalism, but what <laughs> I think is actually 
the take and the problem is that everyone's like, de- at least in the creative world, yeah. the creative class of television people, deeply unhappy with the world. Yeah. And, so, the, and the only way to deal with that unhappiness is to filter it through nostalgia. Right. And I don't actually know why, because it's expensive to make period pieces. Right. There's a lot of complications. You have to have like historical accuracy unless you're doing like a radical reimagining of what this historical moment was like. Like winning time. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm sure. But like, it's like every time you see a shot outside in like a period piece, technically they're supposed to have cars from that period. Technically the architecture that you're yeah. seeing is supposed to be accurate to that time period. All these things that like you could just save the drama if you were just like, yeah, this is New York City in 2022. This is a Los Angeles. This is Dayton, Ohio. There's like five shows that I like that, that are on now that are actually just like this is just a 2022 show set in this. Co- what would country. you? What one of like name an example? Like what it, show would you set now? Like uh, well no, these are like what shows are set in that time this time yeah, period that you would like just put now and like t- like what's a what's a period piece that you could just trans drop in 2022? Yeah, because I I agree with you. I really like Bad Sisters and that's set in 2022. One of the reasons is because I'm like this is just sort of like straightforward and like lowish stakes yeah right and i guess like what would be an example of a period piece that i wish we could update i think it's like i can't think of a specific example you got me there but i do think that there was like we're still living in a madman deadwood era Mm. where people are like the way to poeticize like our experience as human beings is to set something in the past because here's the thing about period pieces they didn't used to be taken seriously. It was like genre fiction it was like this is stupid and then and like you know what remains the great period pieces Julian Fellow shows because they're stupid and they're <laughs> I really like them I watch all of them Downton Belgravia Gilded, Gilded Age. Age I watch all of them I love them but like they're dumb yeah and like when he tries to get serious it's like mm, yeah just do you think I it's think so sure gosh. these people were on the right side of this war yeah. yeah clothes used to be better and the world used to be prettier, and we just like to look at it more. I bet you that that's that's. I, I bet you that's watch, part of. I wouldn't watch Down Abbey if they weren't wearing great dresses. Like, well, sorry, I don't care I, about this family if they're again, in twenty twenty two. But that's part of a period piece. Is it's like creating the older world in excess, and I think like what Chris is talking about is like glorifying like. 1997 basically for no reason yeah, because it's, it's like an easier way it's an easier emotional expression whereas Julian Fellows mm. is just like having a lot of fun imagining what it's like to have yeah. like a fight in Belgravia after the first as a season city. there's really no reason for Stranger Things to be set in the 80s that's a good example so this is so like Stranger Things it has like a lot of nostalgic cultural reference points it's very overall and I guess some of the plot points would be kind of made moot if you had a smartphone and could just be constantly like hey this is the fucking upside down like i'm filming (laughs) it and putting it on twitter and now everybody knows about it it's not like this secret that five kids have but but post the first season i'm not really sure like there's like oh like they go to the mall or whatever but like there's no reason why there couldn't be stranger things and just set it in 2022 except for the fact that i bet most of those kids would spend 18 hours a day playing Fortnite, looking at tiktok and not actually like riding bikes and exploring like underground dimensions right? i think the thing i think the thing i agree with i agree with you and i think the thing you said about clothes is super smart and i the 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 um but the thing you said about cell phones i don't think it's true across the board but i do think that that is a contributing factor to it that it is it it complicates things narratively in anything, once the internet enters the picture, once a cell phone enters anything the picture, anything where it's like nobody has found out about this yet, yeah, is right. now not t- possible it's to tell that story. It's too easy to communicate because there it would just of... be like, "Hey, I'm recording my phone, and it sounds like there's a Russian submarine in the lake in May, in this river in Maine." 
that's Red October. You know what I mean? Like yes. the Nakatomi Plaza has been taken over by bank robbing terrorists. Yes. That's on your phone immediately. Yes. I and I also, but I think you're making a really good point, which is that like shows that actually contend with the moment yes. well are really fucking good. Like I'm thinking of I May Destroy You yeah. and like the way that Mich- Michaela Cole uses cell phones and like uses modern life is like so deeply upsetting, but it also like captures what's going on. I mean, yeah. that show is like really hard to watch, but like so brilliant and profound because that, it doesn't shy away. The, I mean, talking about Atlanta, still one of my favorite scenes that I've seen in TV in 20 years is whenever Earn uh, takes Van on that date. And he has he has such little money in his bank account that he's really fretting over like okay like like this isn't my bank's ATM yeah, yeah. like whatever like the three charge the three dollar charge yeah. and stuff like that like those are the things where it that's like a that's a modern issue right but handled in a way where it feels very universal I think that people yeah I mean I don't know that's a, that's a, it's, I, I I do think the internet just makes things like. Just way more complicated. Also, also TV is like way too self-serious. Shows can be dopey and that's fine. What do you, what do you mean? Like not everything has to like be in contention for an Emmy. Right. Or like, sure. Or maybe the only Emmy it's in contention for is best costumes or best wardrobe. Sure. <laughs> and right. like, that's great. That's an artistic achievement. So Good this was job. like my funnest take. But it's I, been something I've been thinking it's about. It's provocative. Recently. I, I yeah. like it. I also am delighted to be talking about Julian Fellows. So thanks for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> for Tyler Parker, Kate Howell, and Chris Ryan, I'm Juliette Lippmann. 